0: I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Okay, I think I am live. Um, I was having a little bit of camera difficulty earlier, but I think it's okay now um hey guys i'm so excited to be doing this live today um i know that i can't see all of your faces but i hope that seeing mine puts a smile on your face because i know um it's been a busy couple of weeks and i I don't know i just I, i miss you guys i really do i'm so excited to share with you josie's birth story today um i told you guys last week that i was i was gonna do my best to share it um, last night, I was like furiously writing down notes because I didn't want to forget all of the important details. So um, you'll notice me kind of scrolling through my notes as I'm sharing the story. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I just, this was such an amazing birth experience for me. So I have a feeling that sharing the story is going to be just as, um, not just as amazing, but it's also going to be amazing. Um, because again, like this was just it was just such a great experience. Um, it was a beautiful birth. Um, it was fun, <laughs> which i feel like kind of bad saying, like i know that's not how you would typically describe a labor or describe a birth, but i genuinely had fun with it you guys and 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 you know as i'm sharing the story you'll you'll understand like why the different what different elements made it fun for me. Um But for those of you who maybe were not aware of the full context of this birth and this pregnancy, I figured that there were a few things that I would just highlight real quick before I dive into the day of and like what the labor was like. So the first thing that helps put it put this in the context is that this was not a planned or expected pregnancy. Uh, When we found out back in March that we were expecting our third child, um, I was a little bit devastated <laughs> uh, honestly we thought we were done um, we had just become foster parents we were so excited to like expand our family in a different way we were I was not looking to get pregnant again I did not want to give birth again um, I didn't want to do all any of those things I definitely did not want to start over with little itty bitty newborn that was just not something that I had in in sight for 2020 but. <laughs> But we did get pregnant um, with our Josie Kathleen. Um, we found out in March and and I knew right away that I wanted so many things to be different this time around. Um, I wanted this to be a healthy pregnancy where I didn't gain an ungodly amount of weight that just made life so much more difficult and just made me feel unrecognizable to myself in the mirror. I knew that I wanted to stay active, I knew I wanted to eat right, Um, I knew that I wanted another home birth um because i had had a home birth with our second child jamie um and that was in may of 2018 so a couple years ago i had i had another home birth back at our old home um and i knew that so i knew i wanted to have another home birth but i wanted to try a water birth this time with you know an actual like uh, a birthing pool like a a pool or a tub Um, i knew that i did not want this labor to be anywhere near as long or as um painful as my last one was my last labor was 17 hours which really really threw me off because my first birth with tessa in the hospital was only 10 and that was also a natural birth it was just in a different setting in the hospital um but it was just it caught me so off guard that jamie's birth was 17 hours long that i knew like this time around like if there was anything i could do to make my labor shorter and a little bit even easier on me on my body Um, I wanted to do that so being healthy was a big crucial part of that for me I feel like Um, so that that that's just one part of the story just the fact that it was unplanned but we knew that we still wanted to do another home birth Um, I had a lot of hopes and dreams of this birth kind of of this birth with Josie redeeming my last birth Um, And because my last birth, again, it, it was just so much longer than I anticipated. It was so much harder than I anticipated. And honestly, I felt a little bit robbed of that peaceful, calm home birth experience that I had longed for. So when I was thinking about what I wanted this birth to be like, I knew that I wanted it to be somehow redemptive. In that way I wanted it to to be a different experience I wanted it to be more calm and more peaceful and and for me to feel confident in it because in my last birth I think part of the reason why it was so long was because my confidence began to waver and I stalled out multiple times and um, and I was just questioning myself and you know saying things like I can't do this this is too hard and I know that's very normal for birth but in a way I was I was resisting the process I could tell that like my body was like tensing up and I was just not wanting to deliver my my child Jamie Um, and I do think that that resistance played a big role in why it took so long and why it was so hard. Um. So I wanted this experience to be empowering and you know and very different. Um, I even I, I told Grant, I told all my girlfriends, like I wanted this birth to be kind of sexy, which is like so weird to say. I know that, that again, that's not typical. That's not what you would, you know, normally hear from a mom who's, you know, planning to give birth, but I really want this to be like a sexy experience. I wanted to be intimate with Grant and I. Like I spent a lot of time this whole pregnancy, and especially in the weeks leading up to the birth, like really visually visualizing this birth and I like imagined myself like wearing my favorite bra and like my sexy underwear and Grant and I just being so close and sexy together and like again I know it's not normal but like that is that is what I wanted to feel I wanted to feel connected and intimate I wanted to feel beautiful and powerful and amazing um so that that was kind of like what I envisioned this birth um more context for you guys in terms of in terms of this birth um i delivered at exactly 42 weeks which (laughs) we did not anticipate me going to 42 weeks 11 days past the due date okay we can do that because my other two girls were born 11 days past the due date that's fine but 14 days Woo, I was a little bit confused on what was going on here. Like when 11 days came and went, I was like, okay, Josie, like you you, you missed your deadline. Like you missed your grand entrance. Come on now. Like this was your moment. Uh, I did not expect to go to 42 weeks. Um, another thing that is, you know, very different for me than a lot of other women is that I don't typically have any noticeable Braxton Hicks. I have no signs of labor prior to going into labor that has been true for all three of these of these births i have had no inkling no false labor no oh is that a contraction like when i go into labor i'm in labor like i know i know that i know that i know that this is the real thing so the fact that i was 42 weeks and i still was not experiencing any noticeable braxton hicks I, i didn't see any mucus plot like there was just nothing um like i like when i had that first contraction on, you know, last Monday at 2 p.m., I knew, like, this is it. Um, So that morning, let me back up to the morning of that she was born, um, we dropped the girls off at their preschool. And I called my midwife and said, like, what do you think about me taking castor oil? um because I had heard that that was that could be a great way to jump start labor it could also lead to you just spending the whole day on the toilet but I at this point would being 42 weeks and just like not wanting to have to go in for an ultrasound and not wanting to do another non-stress test like I just didn't want to go through all that so I was like I want to make it today if I can you know like let's just see What we can get going here. So I asked her how she felt about me taking castor oil and she was like go for it So I made a castor oil milkshake um, and the way that castor oil is supposed to work is it basically is supposed to give you um, intestinal distress and diarrhea to the point where hopefully it would begin, um, it would help you your body begin contractions. Um, that's, that's how it's supposed to work. So I made a milkshake with it and I thankfully did not taste the castor oil at all. A lot of women say it's like the nastiest thing they've ever tasted because it's just like this gross oil and like the texture and the taste is just terrible. Um, But I, I really put some chocolate ice cream in that shake. I was like, I am not going to taste that nasty oil. So I made an amazing tasting shake. I ate it at about 10 that morning. And I didn't feel anything, like nothing. Like, you know, 11 came around, 12 came around, one came around. And my midwife called and was like, so has anything been happening? Have you been to the bathroom? Like, do you feel any cramping? I was like, honestly, no, like not really. So she said, if nothing happens by two o'clock, go ahead and make another shake and do it again. And I was like, oh God, okay. Cause I'm just imagining like, like, if I were to do another dose, I wondered like, would the floodgates just open? (laughs) I was really nervous about making another shake so i was like okay sure well right at two o'clock i had my first contraction and again like when when the contraction came i knew i just knew i was like oh yeah it's beginning this is it so two o'clock first contraction here's the thing though um grant was not home Grant was at a very, very important job interview for his dream job, um, which we were planning on rescheduling should Josie have arrived, you know, in the days prior. But again, she hadn't arrived, so we really had no reason to reschedule it. So he was at that interview, and I told him, like, if I go into labor, unless I really feel like it's speeding up, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to text you or call you. I want you to be totally focused and just, like, so, you know, like, I want you to have your A game on. So... I start going into labor, and I like didn't really tell anyone. Like I didn't know who to tell. I think I texted my mom just to give her a heads up, like, hey, you might need to pick up the girls soon, because um, my parents were gonna take the girls um, for you know the day or however long. Um, and another thing that was very funny about that day is that we also had contractors and painters in the house doing work and it was like really noisy work. Like we were having, we're having the backsplash in our kitchen totally removed, which requires a lot of drilling and, you know, saw bleeding and whatnot. I don't even know if I'm using the right words, but it was just so totally loud. I could barely hear myself think. And so I knew like, okay, I'm probably going to have to send these guys home early because I don't want to like be laboring while listening to this. And also, I don't want them to hear me laboring, because that might be really awkward. Um, so Grant got home at about three. It had been an hour, and I definitely was like, yeah, I'm in labor. As soon as he got home, I told him, like, hey, it's it's time. Um, I told my mom to come pick up the girls. At about 3.30, Grant sent um, the painters and contractors home. You know, he told them, like, hey, Jess is in labor. You're going to need to pack up. And uh, we'll see. You. We'll see you in two days. You know, <laughs> um, So that was that was kind of funny and exciting. At that point, I was already in the bedroom. I didn't really want to talk to anybody. I was just kind of like trying to create my own space. Um, so I went upstairs to the bedroom. And as soon as I knew that the painters were gone and the girls were picked up, um, you know, and, and now like the home was like our own. It was my own space. I could, you know, labor freely however I want to. I went ahead and I stripped down to my favorite bra and my favorite underwear, just like I told you guys, like, you know, I said, like, I wanted this to be a really, like, fun and sexy experience, very empowering. So I stripped down to get comfortable. Um, and I was in the bathroom, you know, looking at myself in the mirror. I hope that doesn't sound conceited, but I just wanted to watch myself labor in the mirror. I was having a gray hair day, guys. I had my makeup on, I mean, come on. I, I, I looked good and I was feeling good. So I, so I decided I wanted to labor in the bathroom. And I pulled up um, a playlist that I had made the day before for Josie's birth. Um, and it was um, a Johnny Swim playlist. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Johnny Swim, but it's like my favorite favorite group um it has been for a couple of years now i'd say um and grant and i we love listening to them together i I keep telling him like as soon as like covid is you know not really a thing anymore and we can go like to concerts and shows like i would love i would love to go see johnny swim live they just have this beautiful sound a lot of their songs are love songs and Excuse me, and we just love like singing them together and listening to them in the car it just it puts me in such a good mood but up until the day before the only playlist that I had made for the birth was like a worship playlist because that's what I've typically done like that's what I've done for my other two births I just listened to worship music the whole time which was great and beautiful and peaceful but for some reason the day before I just I just knew like I want to make a second playlist and I want this to just be Johnny Swim love songs. I didn't know why, I just like felt like it would go well with the vibe that I was that I was going for, so I went ahead and made the Johnny Swim playlist um, and I'm so glad I did because that was the only thing I listened to for the next three and a half hours from that moment on. Like that was that was my jam. That was the only thing I wanted to listen to. I don't even think if I had switched the worship playlist, I think it would have thrown me off. I really was into the Johnny Swim playlist that I had made. It was like the same 10 songs I just kept cycling through again and again. I think like, Grant, didn't you like ask me like, do you want to listen to something else? Yeah. And I was like, no no, no, I don't. I don't want to listen to anything else. I had my AirPods in. I was in the zone. Um, He had one AirPod in so he could listen to it too. And we ended up like spending quite a bit of time just kind of like dancing together, like dancing in the bathroom, in the mirror, having Johnny Swim playing on the AirPods. Um, You know, in between the contractions, it just felt we just, I was just having fun. I felt fun and free and loose, you know, Grant singing with me, kind of grinding up behind me, like just having a great time. And when a contraction would come, of course I would, you know, stop dancing because, you know, that requires a little bit more focus. Uh, I would stop swaying and dancing and I used one hand to brace myself on the counter and then I would, you know, start making birthing noises. You know, for me, it's like a low moan, like a cow. I literally sound like a cow while birthing and that's fine. But, you know, that's that's my productive labor noise that I choose to make. Um, and so I had one hand on the counter and I started giving myself a back rub with my free hand, with my other hand. Lower. Which was, my, yeah, a lower back rub. Yeah, like I would like take my hand behind me and just like rub in a circle exactly where I wanted it to be rubbed, which was so weird weird. Because with my other two births, Grant has always been my my back rubber. Like that has been like one of his primary roles in terms of me giving birth. It's been like he is the one who gives me the 10 hour or the 17 hour back rub. Like that's his thing. But for some reason, I didn't want him to do it. I wanted to do it myself. He even like, he kept offering like, babe, like, why don't you let me do it? And I was like, no, like, I'm sorry. It's not about you, I promise. Like, it's just for some reason. I just want to do it myself. Maybe I was just feeling like super empowered and strong, but I insisted, like, I need to do it myself. Like, like I know exactly how I want to do it. I think I apologized so many times. I felt so bad, like, because I didn't want to rob him of his role. I didn't want to rob him of his job. But again, I, you know, I needed to stay focused. I I knew what what it is that I wanted, and so I had to stay. I had to do that. You know, I had to do that for myself. So that was kind of like how labor went for me for quite a while. Um, During that time, I also was really working on like kind of like some mental work, if that makes sense, which I I don't think I had done with my other labors. Um, But what I mean by mental work is I was doing a lot of visualizing, um, which might sound a little bit woo woo, but it really truly did help me like focus and just feel so much more confident. Um, What I was visualizing was Josie moving down through my cervix and this might sound weird but I was literally picturing in my head my cervix just opening up more and more like like a like a flower blooming how weird that sounds but that was what I was picturing like that was what I just kept envisioning over and over again with each contraction I just kept like running through the image in my mind and this was really important to me because I think in my other birds I wasn't as present mentally I think like I said I was resistant I, I didn't I didn't want to be there there was a part of me that's just like okay like just whatever it takes to get through this I just want it to be over and I didn't want to resist this labor I didn't want to make it harder on myself I wanted to to do everything I could to lean into this process instead of try to pull away from it so for me like that meant like really being there mentally and just really allowing myself to picture my body opening up even though I knew that the more I opened the harder it would become and that the more I opened the the more painful it would become it was just it was just something that I needed to do and I'm so glad I did because I really do believe like that's part of the reason why my labor was able to be so fast it was five hours um, versus 10 Ten or versus 17 so um, we called my midwife at about four at this point I've been in labor for two hours and she you know listened to me have a couple contractions on the phone and was like okay I'm gonna go ahead and pack up and head your way so she and um, the assistant um, they arrived close to about five o'clock I think I mean time I'm not fully certain of the timeline but they arrived I think about five o'clock yes do you want to tell them about Debbie and Amanda a little bit? Or? Yeah, yeah, I can. That, that would be good. So my midwife, Debbie, um, she'd actually delivered Jamie at our last home birth. And it, she wasn't actually supposed to be the one delivering Jamie. There was another midwife, who, um, Constance, who we'd become so, so close to. She had walked through the whole pregnancy with us. And Debbie is sort of was sort of like the backup in case, for whatever reason, Constance couldn't make it. But there was no reason to believe that she couldn't make it. Well, the day that I went into labor with Jamie, um, Constance honestly could not make it for just different reasons like she was in physical pain and just she, she knew that she couldn't commit to a birth like that day. So Debbie was actually the one who came and delivered her and 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 through that, like, I began to build a relationship with her. And so um, she became my midwife for this pregnancy. And she is amazing, just so knowledgeable. I just, I love the group that um, that I'm working with. Um, it's called Dawning Life Midwifery. And it's really local to us. And they, they do nothing but home births. And, um, and it's just such a such an amazing thing. Like they really care about um, you holistically. Like they wanna know like how you're doing emotionally and how you're doing mentally and how you're preparing physically and what your support system looks like. Um, you know, they, they'll really take the time to talk to you. Every appointment that I've had with them has been like about an hour long versus when you go to like a doctor's office and you're kind of like in and out, you maybe see the OBGYN for like two minutes and then you ask a couple questions and then that's it. Um, so it was a very awesome experience. and. The assistant who came with her um, last Monday that day um, was Amanda, and Amanda, uh, what's so funny is that she is the sister-in-law of Grant's aunt, so in some weird way, she's kind of family, like I've seen her at functions, I've, you know, I've talked to her, chatted with her, and she works for that group, Um, she just started in like the last year, I believe, and so, you know, she's a little bit newer. But it, it was just so fun to have her there. Like, I think, I think Debbie asked me, like, is it okay if Amanda's there? I'm like, of course. Like, I, I wanted people that I was familiar with. Um, so she was there as well. And she was such a great support for me. Um, yeah, is there anything else that you think? Oh. Okay, yeah. So anyway, so that was who was there. They arrived at about five. When they got here, um, they filled up the birth pool. The birth pool was already blown up because we heard that it could take some time depending on your um, your electric pump. You know how long it takes. So we went ahead. It was already blown up. Already in the room. Um, all we had to do was just fill it up. So we laid down the tarp, put the pool on top. We had like a hose that connected to our um, our sink in the bathroom and it just filled it took up like probably all the hot water that we had in the house um and it took a while how long how long did it take to to fill it up because it I felt like a I while did, like, yeah like 45 minutes yeah it was like 45 minutes and i was really itching to get in not because like Like I I needed it, but I was just like really eager to see what it was like. I had never had a water birth. I had never done like, you know, a pool or gotten in a tub or I mean, I think my last labor, my, my last labor, I was maybe in the shower for like a little bit, but that's not even the same. So I was very excited to try this. Um, I had heard like it can really help with pain management and it can be just such a peaceful place to labor So they were filling it up, you know, and we're just chatting between contractions I'm still in the bathroom at this point still doing my thing with the counter with the back room. and they were they were really surprised to see me so happy like they were like wow like you're so You're smiling. You're it seems like you know, you're doing great. And I was like, yeah, like I'm having fun, you know, like I'm feeling confident. Like I I, I felt so funny saying that out loud to them. But I just I really that was how I felt like I was just excited. I even I think I kept saying again, like, I'm so excited. And they're like, Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, so it was just a really different energy this time around than it was with my other tubers. It really truly was like there was just an excitement in the air and, and just fun and laughter and smiling and dancing and it was just so amazing. So, you I know, mean, okay, so they're filling up the tub, doing my thing with Johnny Swim, still playing in my ear, dancing in the mirror, giving myself the back rub. And then uh, sometime around six, i i get to climb into the pool for the first time and you know in, in order to get into the pool you know of course like i mean i stripped down fully because i didn't i'm like what's the point of having my underwear on they're just gonna get soaked so i took off my underwear and i was like well you know what at this point I might as well just take off my bra too just you know let's just you know it's gonna happen anyway so i went ahead and climbed into the pool fully naked i'm sitting there you know kind of on my knees and i it finally dawns on me like oh my gosh these people are like watching me take a bath like that, that how it felt i was like it really does feel like they're watching me take a bath and (laughs) and i had to kind of like get over that awkwardness i'm thinking like this is weird Um, But the more I thought about how weird it was, the more I was like, no, like, like, if you focus on this too much, you're gonna stall. Do not go there. Just just stay present. Keep listening to the music. At this point, I asked Grant if he would take the AirPods away and just play the music for the whole room to hear. um, Because I thought it might make it a little bit less awkward because who wants to just sit in silence while a woman's like in the pool? like moaning like a cow so we all listened to johnny swim together um and i just did my best to enjoy the moment it it, i felt like my contractions did slow down initially as i was you know in the pool but then um my midwife suggested okay what if you get off of your knees because that's what i was doing i was on my knees kind of like you know laying over the side and she suggested that i lay more on my back with my legs open which made me so nervous um, because I'm thinking, like, okay, if I open up my body in that way, like, there, you know, like opening up when you're in labor means like you're getting closer to delivery and like there's more pain and, you know, so, but I knew like I cannot resist this. I have to try it, you know, like that's the goal. The goal is to be open, the goal is to open up and get this baby out. So I went ahead and tried it instantly made my contractions way more powerful i i did two contractions in that position and i was like okay i'm I'm good and i went back onto my knees well at this point because all of a sudden labor had really picked up like now like things started to get a little bit more fierce um a little bit more fierce than fun i was no longer having as much fun i was starting to get a little bit like panicky because I knew that like the like I'm close to transition. I could tell like my body, like I felt the need to push. I felt the need to poop, you know, like all the things that happens when you're like getting close to actually pushing and being in transition and fully dilating. Um and so transition began probably around 6 30. Um and for me this is when I get really frantic. I think this is when most women get frantic. Like like you start to say things like I can't do this. I don't want to do this. For me, the thing I kept saying over and over again was I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> and sweet Amanda is like, what are you scared of? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just scared. <laughs> like I don't even know what I was scared about. It's not that like I was scared that I couldn't do it. I knew I could. I mean, I knew the only way out was through. I'm going to do this. I think what I was scared of was just like I'm just scared of being overcome, you know, like, and, and even though I couldn't quite verbalize that, I think just the fact that I just said, like, I'm scared. I think that that helped me because it was me verbalizing my fear. Um, instead of trying to like push it down, I just went ahead and said out loud, like, I'm scared. Um, maybe I did it more for myself than for anybody else, really. Um, but anyway, so as I'm in transition, I start to get really frantic. I can't stop squirming, can't stop moving. I'm still on my knees, but I'm like, moving like i almost feel like i'm like like on a like on like a a, a a road like in a rodeo riding a horse like like i'm in a rodeo and i'm like bucking like i'm i can't stop squirming i'm looking for something to brace myself on anything i'm bracing myself on the pool i'm bracing myself on amanda and the whole time like my body is pushing for me um like almost uncontrollably and like i like it wasn't even me trying to do the pushing it was just happening like this baby was coming and this is the point where i stopped moaning and mooing and i started like roaring like i like i i went from making very intentional productive noises to being like i don't know what's coming out of my mouth right now but i'm like screaming and roaring and roar. and, and it was it was a it was it got pretty wild Um, so transition only lasted maybe, I want to say like, I could be wrong on this, but I feel like it was only 10 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't long. It was super fast, um, which I feel like transition is typically like they tell you like, it's usually like 30 to 45 minutes. Mine was maybe 10 minutes. So there was a lot of dilation and a lot of powerful contractions being packed into a very short amount of time, um, which just made it way more powerful and way more painful. Um. But yeah, transition was about 10 minutes. There was a lot of pushing. There was a lot of pooping, maybe. A lot of pooping. I wouldn't I don't... say a lot. There it was... was some poop. Okay, and then I felt really bad about this, but that became Grant's primary role, was to use a little scoop to scoop the to the scoop fishnet. the poop, a little fishnet to scoop the poop out of the pool for me. So, you know, to keep the pool clean. Um, so that became his job. Uh, but he, I, I had no idea that that was what he was doing. I mean, I, I was not aware of what anyone was doing. I just knew that like this baby's coming. Um, so transition is about 10 minutes and then the pushing, like where I was like intentionally pushing, I could feel her crowning, like her head was coming out and then her body, all of that probably was less than five minutes. Um, it was just it, it it felt so unbearable in the moment, but it also was so quick like I didn't even have time to really like Rest on how terrible this felt um, So I remember feeling her crown And I knew I was so close and everyone in the room was saying to me like you're so close keep pushing You're so close and that just like it, it just invigorated me like it just energized me and so at this point I was up on my knees And i'm holding on to amanda i believe if i'm recalling correctly i'm holding on to her with my hands for support i'm fully on my knees and josie came out out of the water like she like i was not in the water my my body yeah my yeah i was doing like a half squat no i was on my knees though i wasn't squatting well you were so far out of the water yeah, I yeah I was I was so far out of the water like I don't think you could actually call this a water birth. Um, like I wouldn't say like oh Joe, like I had a water birth. It wasn't a water birth. I was in the pool. But again, like I was up and out of the water and I had to stay out of the water because once once a baby's head comes out, if, if the if the baby is born in the water, then it's fine. You can fully deliver in the water because they haven't like taken that first breath or whatever. But if the head comes out and you're not in the water, you have to stay out of the water. You can't like submerge the baby then. So yeah, so they kept telling me like 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 stay up, stay up. And so I just kept like bracing on to Amanda. And she was born. And it and, and, and I feel weird using this word, but again, like I can't think of a better word to describe it. And I had the same experience with Jamie at, at my last home birth. Um, as her like, you know, her head came out and then her little body came squirming out right after, um, it felt almost like orgasmic. Like I would say maybe it was like an orgasmic birth, not saying like I had like a climax or whatever. Um, but I, but it just felt very, like, whoa, like, I'm screaming, yes, 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 and, like, I'm, like, rocking back and forth, I did this with JV, and, again, like, I did this with Josie, it was, it was very, you know, I don't know, I don't know what you would use to describe it, but I would say it was kind of, like, an orgasmic birth, where it was just, like, a very pleasant, ecstatic-feeling emotion that came over me um as her body was coming out now the crowning that 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 feeling was not there yet but as soon as her head was out and then her body you know like her little shoulders and her body came out like that was really just such an amazing feeling for me um so then she was born she was born at 6:56, almost exactly five hours after my first contraction um grant was unable to catch her again I was very sad about that and I just felt like I just wanted to keep apologizing for it because he had caught our other girls and and I I know like you know that that was such an important thing for him but he he wasn't able to catch her because um Debbie needed to help move the cord out of the way you know just to make sure that everything was all right so um so he didn't get to catch her um but then once she was out Debbie held on to her for a minute and, um, and I immediately said like, I need a minute, I need a minute, I need a minute. Cause I know that typically they'll pass the baby up to you maybe like between your legs. And I just knew like, I just need, I just need like a second to stabilize. Like I wanted like my heart rate to come down. I wanted to feel more steady. I wanted to like, like, like embrace my reality for a moment of, oh my gosh, like she's here and this is my baby. Um, I heard her cry. And, uh, that made me so happy. I think I, I think I maybe said like once or twice, like I hear her. That's my baby. That's my baby. Um, so after about a minute, I finally got up and they helped me move to the bed. And then once I was laying in the bed, which, you know, it's so nice being in your own bed, guys. It really is so nice. Um, and honestly, like it wasn't very messy. Like, you know, they put things down to make sure that your sheets stay okay. And even if, you know, even if not, they were old sheets anyway. Um, but anyway, I'm laying in the bed and they laid Josie on my chest and they did a quick exam of her, um, trying to like suction out her mouth and her nose, make sure she can breathe all right. Um, and I just I just felt really, really proud of myself. Like I felt so victorious. Um, I think I think I again I hope this doesn't make me sound conceited, but I think I said multiple times, like, I'm amazing. I'm amazing. I did it. I'm amazing. She's amazing. I felt like a queen. Like <laughs> so unexpected of me, but I felt so empowered. I felt so amazing. Um, Everything after that was just standard procedure. They gave me plenty of time to lay with her. Um, I had her latch and feed on both sides. Um, even though I knew that ultimately we would be, we would almost definitely be doing formula, um, which I just saw in the comments. Um, Someone asked, like, uh, when you get to this, what was your thought process for choosing to do formula instead of breastfeeding? And I definitely want to, like, explain a little bit of, like, why I made the decision that I did, and why I made it so, um, like, far in advance. Um, Because honestly, we had decided, like, probably the day that I stared at that pregnancy test, like we're going to be doing formula this time. And I stuck with that decision. I never wavered. I never questioned it. Um, And even when she was here and like we were latching and, you know, and we had that first night together, like I knew like, yeah, like this was, this was a beautiful experience, but this isn't what I want. I'm going to do this instead, Um, which I I will go into, but going back to that moment, you know, she's latching, she's nursing. Um, and then um, during that time, I delivered the placenta. It was very easy. They put it in a bowl next to me so that they didn't have to so we don't have to worry about cutting the cord right away. We didn't have to you know do the whole thing um, just yet. And at this point, I think um, somebody looked out the window and they were like, it's it's flurrying. like it's snowing. Um, and it like it, it it like literally was like, like, I mean, I mean, I don't know how it was, Georgia snow. it was Georgia snow. I mean, we're in Georgia. So it wasn't like, boom, like, you know, blizzard, but if there was snow flurrying and that's super uncommon to happen this early in Georgia, um, like usually if we ever have snow, it's maybe like in January, February or March, but for it to happen, like at the end of November, November 30th, like that was really strange. And in a way it kind of made her birth feel even more special. Like, oh my gosh, like it's snowing for her. (laughs) Like how unique and how different. Um, So that was really cool to hear. And then um, after about an hour, of us laying in bed and her feeding and I think during that time like I, I realized like I'm hungry <laughs> like I kind of need to eat like a dinner so Grant made me scrambled eggs and toast and they kind of like fed it to me and then I asked for an apple and um so I, I had a meal you know while I'd like laying in bed laying her nurse um Grant uh he cut the cord at some point and then I gave her I passed her off her off to him so he could do skin to skin and then I could hop in the shower, which, again, is another amazing, glorious thing about having a home birth is that you can just like get in the shower, your shower, like your own shower and feel at home. And um, so they helped me walk over to the bathroom. I took such a hot, glorious shower. They were like, take as long as you want. And I was like, okay, I will. Like I think at one point Grant was like, "Um, are you planning on coming out anytime soon? And I was like, maybe, we'll see. Like I was just so enjoying that shower. so after the shower, eventually I had to get out, I knew I needed to, it was, you know, it was time, and um, I got out, put a bathrobe on, climbed back into bed, um, and that's when they examined me to see if I had any tears, you know, down there, which I did. <laughs> yeah. I need to, uh, oh, I need okay. To um, you don't have to, I can, I can, I can keep her. Okay. I think everyone happy. wants to see her anyway. Thank you for, for feeding her. Oh, did mm-hmm. she just feed? Uh, yeah, no, she's good. Okay. Hey, Sorry. who is that? Is that Josie? Okay. Uh, can you give me a burp off or something? This one right here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, guys. Intermission. While wow. while wow. I love all my sweet girl. Um. So they examined me for tears, and I did tear. And they were like, "Yeah, you're you're gonna need a little bit of sutures, um, and we're gonna give you like a lidocaine shot." um, so that you don't feel the stitching. And I immediately got really nervous, which is just so funny, because I had just delivered a baby out of my vajayjay. And now I'm like, oh no, I have to get, I have to get stitches. But like, I mean, it's just who wants that after you've already been through so much? Who wants to, you know, experience more pain and discomfort? Um, but anyway, I, I kept, I kept trying to hold them off. I kept saying like, um, can we wait? Like, I don't know if I'm ready. And they were like, okay, but at some point, like, we're gonna have to do it. So finally, I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, I had Josie laying on my chest to try to like calm me down. And I'm holding Amanda's hand. And I'm like, okay, do it. Um, and, and the needles did hurt, but I was, I was being a bit of, um, I was being a bit of a baby about it. So, but once, once that was over, um, I started getting cramps. Which I was told, you know, I know like the cramping is very common, you know, after you deliver a baby because it's your uterus, I think, shrinking or moving, I don't know. There's stuff going on inside of you. And with that comes cramping. Um, but man, I was cramping okay. like crazy. Like it felt like more contractions, like where I'm having to like breathe through them. And I'm like, oh my God. And um, I was told that usually the cramping is a lot more painful with third babies than your first two. Because I think like there's just so much room in your womb. Um, that there's they're just, I don't know. I don't, I don't exactly know why. But the cramping was not pleasant, not fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and during this time I nursed her again, um, cause she seemed to be hungry again. And I wanted her to be happy when they did like the, the newborn exam where they measure her, weigh her. Um, so after I nursed her, you know, they did the measurements. We found out she was nine pounds, six ounces, my nine and a half pound baby, uh, which I'm not at all surprised by for her being born at 42 weeks. Um, And then after this, they did a placenta exam, which was actually really cool because I had never seen it done before, but basically um, they open up or they they lay out the placenta. What is it? They lay out the placenta to make sure like they got, like there's no chunks missing out of it and to make sure like um, like everything was as it should be. And so I got to watch them do it and you know, they like laid it out um, and it was really neat. I didn't keep it. Um, I you know, with my last with my with the with Jamie's birth, I actually did get the um, placenta encapsulated into pills because I'm like, oh, that might be interesting. Let's see. Um, but I didn't do that this time. I was like, you can throw it out, guys. i'm I'm not worried about keeping it. Um, so after the exam, then they emptied out the pool with a hose the 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 hose you get like um like something that helps suction it back out. And you empty it out into the tub, and so the the pool was emptied out with, with another hose. Um, then the assistant um, Amanda, she put all of the dirty linens in a trash bag. She put all of the trash in another trash bag. Um, they tidied up the room a bit. They packed up their supplies, and they were gone by ten o'clock. Um, so she was born at seven. They were gone by ten, and then it was just Grant and I <laughs> with Josie, um, you know, just alone in our house, and just kind of like. Okay, we we have a newborn now. Like this is this is happening, um. So we I think we put a we put a sleep onesie on her at that point, um. And we got ready for bed. You know, I put I put a t shirt on, and you know, and we you know I took off my makeup, and we got snacks, and you know, we had a little basket with all the diapers and whatever we might need. Um, we set up our uh, our formula uh, our little feeding station. Uh, Which I think you're gonna you're gonna find so funny. Um, Oh, baby, and if I if I wasn't holding Josie I would actually move the camera to show you Um, What is it? um, but we I had bought a mini fridge (laughs) for our bedroom a mini fridge and a really nice bottle warmer and I made a little like station so that for middle of the night feedings You don't have to walk all the way downstairs to the kitchen. You just have your bottles right there in the room and it was so great so like grant went down he filled up a few bottles brought him up to the to the little mini fridge um and and, and at this point i I guess i'll go ahead and like talk a little bit about the decision to do formula versus breastfeeding um for me i made the decision because oh baby what is it what would you like for me i made a decision because i I loved loved breastfeeding my eldest Tessa. We breastfed for 15 months exclusively. Like I did not do bottles. I did not pump. Like I just I really enjoyed breastfeeding her. And granted, there were times where I was like, oh, this is this is annoying, but I I really did enjoy it. Um, but then with Jamie again, like you know I enjoyed breastfeeding with her. I felt the same, but at about four or so months she stopped gaining weight and in fact she was like losing a bit of weight and she wasn't healthy anymore and we decided to start giving her formula instead um and that was a very very tough thing for me I felt like robbed in a way I was very unhappy that we had to switch I felt like I was less than not less than of a mom but just like this was not the experience I wanted to have I felt robbed um but once we switched her oh baby what is it what can i do what can i do you have some gas but once we um once we switched her it honestly it was just so nice um to allow my body a chance to kind of like come down from all those hormones um a lot of you ladies know that with both of my postpartum experiences before um i had postpartum rage Um, Which just, it really impacted me in a very, very big way. Infected my marriage. It affected, like, the way I felt about myself. And just, it just, it was not fun at all. It made postpartum really tough. Um, And so once we switched over to formula, it was like, okay, like, I get a chance to, like, be be maybe healthier again like I started taking supplements to help with my hormones. That's when I started the keto diet and I lost like 50 pounds, which felt amazing Cause again like I, I finally felt like I could recognize myself again. Um, and I just discovered a new kind of freedom and I realized like I believe that with breastfeeding comes so much freedom but also when you choose to do formula, there's a lot of freedom there too. And when we found out that we were pregnant back in March, and again, this was not an expected or a planned or even really a wanted pregnancy. Like I didn't want this baby. Like, I mean, not saying, you know, that I wasn't going to have her, but just, I didn't want her. I I didn't want this for myself. This was not, this was not what I pictured for myself. I knew that like, if I was going to really love this experience, love postpartum, if I was going to like really fully embrace it, then I would, I would want to maybe do it a little bit more on, on my own terms and find ways to feel more like myself so that I don't feel like I lose myself. Um, and for me, I realized, like, I think formula might be it. I think that that might be what helps curb some of, some of the shock. And the resentment that I had hoped to avoid um, once Josie arrived, because in my mind, I'm thinking, like, if I don't if I don't want this pregnancy, what's going to happen if I make it to her birth still not happy? like, am I not going to bond with her? Am I not going to want her? And like, that was a really big worry for me. And so I wanted to do anything I could to make the transition smoother for me so that I could be happier for her and really enjoy the experience for her. So that's why I decided like, we're we're, we're going to do formula. I didn't tell many people because I wanted to give myself the option to change my mind because that could totally happen. You know, she might have been born or maybe halfway through pregnancy, I might have realized like, you know what, I do want to breastfeed again. That is isn't experience I want to have again um but when she was born like again like after that first latch which was it was still it was so nice it wasn't painful it didn't hurt um you know I was happy that she got that you know that healthy you know colostrum that I know is so good for her um but after that first you know those first couple feedings I was like no like I still feel good about my decision I still felt very empowered to make that decision and like I said we had already like you know had a station for it we had already you know bought all the things and so that that was what we did. Um, so so l- let me pull up my notes, see if there's anything left that I haven't talked about. Okay, so we had our little feeding station set up. Oh, boy, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, we put her in a dock tot next to me in the bed because um, I, I wanted to sleep with her close to me but not in the we had a bassinet but i wanted her to sleep close to me and so we had her in a dock next to me in the bed and i had i had grant um sleep on one of the girls twin mattresses he like grabbed it from their bedroom and pulled it into the into the room um so he could sleep next to me and then we were all asleep around midnight um, which is just so funny because like I mean I didn't expect to fall asleep so fast, but I mean she was spent, I was spent, Grant was spent, and we were like, okay, like let's all just go to sleep. So we slept around midnight. Um, ow, that's my hair. That's my hair. So postpartum, I'm just gonna cover just a little bit of like what this past week has been like. Um the first couple days were hard. Um meaning like everyone was coming over and they were like, oh, she's so beautiful, she's so amazing, she's perfect. And I did not feel that way. I was like, oh, she's here. Like, oh, I have a newborn. Um, and I didn't really know how to say that. So I just kind of kept it to myself. But I mean, I was still disappointed that, oh baby, hey. I was still, I wish I had a pass Oh, here we go. I was still feeling um, disappointed. <laughs> baby, hey. Shh, I know, I know. I think you're tired. I know. Um I was feeling disappointed that this was my this was my reality now. Um, you know, I didn't want to go back through oh, you guys came and see me. I didn't want to go back through um newborn life all over again. So being, you know, in those first couple days, it was kind of like an adjustment, you know. I'm thinking like I don't want this. Um but I, I made a point to be very intentional in like holding her, you know, a lot. Because I didn't want to pass her around so much that I didn't get that chance to bond with her, so you know, I, I, I made, you know, I even in times where I was like, oh, I really don't want to, I would purposely pick her up. I would talk to her in a baby voice, and truly, I think that that helped a lot because I began to like see her as my own. Um, I was really worried, you know, those first couple of days, like, what if I don't bond with her? What if I get postpartum depression? Like, what if this is terrible and like I'm not a good, happy mom? Um, but like honestly, I my worst fears did not come true really with each day, you know, that went by the more, the more confident I felt, you know, even if it was like, Oh, like I, I feel confident to warm up this bottle and give it to her. I feel confident to like, to like, put makeup on, you know, or to like put, you know, some clothes on, like anytime I did something for myself or, you know, made a decision for myself, it just reminded me like this baby is not robbing you of anything. Like she is going to add so much to your life. In fact, the name Josie means God will add and we picked that name so intentionally because that that was what i hoped for you know i was so scared that having a baby would take would take things away and i wanted to just like declare like no like at some point like we're going to see the fruit of her we're going to see the blessing that she is and we're going to fully love and appreciate her and she's going to add so much to our life so So, you know, again, those first couple days were really hard, but as time went on, you know, once my milk had come in and like, you know, that's very emotional, of course, because, you know, you get lots of hormones as your milk is coming in and all that. But once, you know, my milk came in and then, you know, we dealt with, you know, getting it to kind of, you know, not, not get, get myself not as engorged, because of course, if you're not you know, nursing, you're gonna get really engorged. Um, but once that kind of subsided, I think by day three, three and a half or day four, I felt I felt really good. I felt amazing. I, I really do feel like myself. Of course, you know, I have a baby now, so life is different now. Um, but after having spent one full week with her, I, I can say like I I just feel so good and I'm really thankful that um i'm not experiencing postpartum in the same way that i think i did before um you know i i and on and also that i can look back on this birth with so much fondness like in a way that i never have before like really when i look back like i just i think it was so fun the end was fierce the end was something different but but man, like those like four hours leading up to it, like that was just so fun for me. I look back and I'm just like, wow, like what a happy afternoon! Like I'm just so thrilled that it that it turned out to be that way because I had so many fears and and concerns that it might be just as hard, just as long, and just as um, you know, create just as much um grief and sadness as my last home birth did. So. Anyway, that is her birth story. That is how our little Josie came to be. And that's also how I'm doing, you know, kind of give you guys a little bit of a life update. Um, I'm so thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for the meals that you guys have been sending and bringing over. Um, I'm thankful for the encouragement. Um, really, I mean, you guys have been on this journey with me. And that has been really special. Um, it really has been. I'm, I, I just, I love you ladies. I love this community. I love knowing you guys are praying for me, like, really, truly it means so much like every time i get a message from you guys it like brightens up my day um and you know i'm trying not to spend too much time on social media although when you're at home with a newborn what else is there to do really (laughs) you know besides watch game of thrones like there isn't really much to do these days so i'm spending a lot of time on social media but um but you you know it's it's just been it's been such a source of you guys have been such a source of light um to me this past week and i just want to thank you guys for that